Ask the Podcast Coach for December 22nd, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. It means it's Saturday. It's 1030 in the morning Eastern Standard Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. You can join us at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Or if you want to jump right into the video with us, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com and joining me right over there with his friend, a froggy voice, um, the one and only Jim Collison from the average guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I should always do some, you know, low voice <laughs> voiceover work when uh, I get colds like this. Uh, it's a little bit of a cold. It's going around right before Christmas. But uh, I think I'll make it through the show. Big thanks to Monica for filling in for me last week, the last of the year of my high school program at Gallup. So, Monica, thank you for doing that. Well, she was great. Good good job on good pick on that last week. Well, that was just one where she had um, she had mentioned that she'd been at this NPR thing, and I'd heard her talk about it. I said, but I've never really, like, what was, like, the big takeaway or this and that. So, yeah, she's a sweetie. Uh, yeah, good show. It was a good show, Monica. Thanks for filling in. And uh, today we've got all sorts of fun-filled topics. If you listen to we, – we had a pre-show. I don't think I'm going to go there first. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a little heavy right off yeah, the bat. Dude. Yeah, we're, uh, but this is uh, – well, first of all, I am, I am sad to say that uh, I was asked for my address for the new Rode Procat, Rodecaster Pro, whatever they're calling it. And I emailed them yesterday to go, you know, I'm noticing everybody else is doing videos and demonstrations and mine hasn't showed up yet. And the email I got was we're out of the office till January 2nd. Oh, bummer. And I was like, uh, okay. Cause I, at this point, I mean, I still want to play with one, but all of the questions I had have been answered. And I was kind of like, hmm, cause the, the guy from podcastage just did a super in depth one. And so what I've found is, A, you have almost very little control over bass, middle, and treble. That's the one that I was like, actually, that's more of a deal breaker than the no separate tracks. To me, I'm like, if you can't let me really adjust the voice, then that's the – because I was like, look, if I can make me sound the way I want to sound, then I don't care that I don't have those other options. You know, it's 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 kind of a very niche product, but uh, that's the update on that. Because people are like, hey, is it in yet? And I'm like – Hmm, not yet. And I kept thinking, you know, and that's when I finally emailed them and said, can I have a tracking number or something? And it was like, no, we're not back. To you just got the auto reply that said yeah. January 2nd. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's pretty, pretty tough this time of the year. A lot of, a lot of organizations, including Apple, our friends over at Apple take the time off. And so, yeah, it's a, that's a bummer. So, so with that date, so that's a, that's a non-starter for you. You think because you can't, you can't get or you can't get EQ. Yeah, because here's – well, it's it's one of the things where I went to like, oh, man, this is a great – and it is. It's still a great tool. But let's say for whatever reason, it's it's me, you, and, and I don't know, Monica. And and Monica's voice, for whatever reason, comes off really bassy, and either that's just the mic we have laying around and we can't really tweak it, and we turn off the bass and we turn on the oral exciter, but for whatever reason, she's still a little muffled. There's no – well, I shouldn't say no – to to edit that to where I can just edit Monica now, I, I've done this in the past. It's no fun. What you do is you have your multi-track recorder, and you set up the second one with a separate EQ. So it's going to boost the high end and cut out the mids. And every time Monica talks, I have to split my track, 
drag her voice down to the second track. When she gets done talking, split the track again and move it back up to the first track. It's not as hard as it sounds. It's just one of those things where I really have to listen to the episode now. And it's just a lot of like, uh, you know, it's this extra step that you're like, oh, I wish there was a way I could have done this without it. So that's the the thing. So I'm still kind of like, you know, I uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, something like, oh, I know it's podcastage, but it's Bandrew. Bandrew is the guy. Um, he was the first guy that actually let you hear what is the big bottom and the oral exciter sound like. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And I guess if you're using okay mics, you should be okay. So that was my kind of whole thing. And he was kind of upset because he's a musician and there's no way to plug a quarter inch jack into that. Like you can't plug a guitar into that. And I'm like, it's not made for guitarists. It's made for podcasters. So I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of one of those like, mm, it, it just, it does read a little bit that had they just asked some podcasters that didn't work at road, this thing would have been an absolute home run. And the more I learn about it, I'm like, and I, I know it's not going to be perfect, you know? Uh, well, maybe they're trying to simplify because EQing is not for everybody either. Right. You know, maybe I should take, I, I should take some of my bass out of here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to matter, but um, you know, EQing isn't for everybody. So it, maybe they're trying to get to a point where, or maybe they're expecting people to do it in software. Yeah. You know, do, it, doing an EQ correction in software. Yeah. See, and that's going to be the tricky part because everybody's yeah. on the same track now. And I'm like, mm. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's on, true. on the other hand, ever since I've got my mix pre six now and I do separate tracks for us, it's another, it's, it's another, it's not as big a headache as trying to separate people out of a, a combined track. But it's another level of like, oh, okay, I got to do this now. And I know when I drag the file out, it's this multi-channel wave thing. It takes a while for that thing to actually get into. Uh, I use Hindenburg because Hindenburg does this kind of auto volume adjusting thing. Well, I'm dragging in four tracks. It it has a two combined track. It has me. Actually, it's five tracks. It's me, um, the iPad, and you. So it takes it's it literally I drag that in and I just let it go while I go to YouTube and do other things to to adjust things. So there are times that I'm not a I, I understand it gives you more flexibility and it gives you more opportunity, but I think if you actually recorded everything right in the first place, you don't really need some tracks, but that's the thing. So does Auphonic um do any EQ, any auto EQ? Do you know? I don't I know there's something that'll cut out. It's like a high pass filter, which is always confusing because a high pass filter cuts out the low stuff. And I'm always like, why? Okay, whatever. Uh, audio is weird. Yeah. They, they've named things. Yeah. Backwards. Everything goes up to zero. I know. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I don't think so. Not that I know okay. of. I haven't, uh, uh, haven't dealt with that. And Randy. That would be interesting. I mean, they've got some things they, they've got some things they do already. And I'm, and with, with, um, uh, with volume and some other, some other pieces be interesting if they're adding any vocal EQ to yeah. it there. You would think you would, there might be some universal standards on, on the voice, right. And, and how the voice you kind of keep it in between a certain area. I don't know. Uh, just an idea. You were going to mention Randy. Well, Randy has mentioned that they, they might be able to fix some of the stuff with a hardware update. Yeah. The, speaking of that, the one thing I thought that I saw in, in Bandrew's, um review of it, this thing uses micro SD cards. So it's the little, it's like the thing that's the size of your pinky, you know, nail. Um, and you have to take it out, which means you have to put it into one of those adapters so you can put it into your computer. There's no like, like with the no mix. USB? Pre- 
there's no USB interface. Oh, and I was, that's one where I went, mm, somebody a, again yes. did not. Yeah. Cause that's, I don't want to do that. Uh, to me, it's like, I got to reach around behind the thing. I got to pull it out. It's really tiny. I got to grab my tweezers and, yeah, I was just like, mm. yeah, that's not a good, that's not why well, I mean, it'll work and right. people will make it work, but I would have, I'd have preferred some solid state as cheap as solid state memory has gotten. I'd almost prefer that thing have a one terabyte hard drive in it that yeah. then as USB it's accessible, either Mac or PC of USB. I can, can you think of a situation like where you would be using that and you wouldn't be close to a PC if you wanted to move? Cause you're going to, you're going to have to put it on a PC anyways, right? I mean, can, is there, you have to, to load the sounds into the jingle palette. Yeah. It has yeah. to, you have to plug it into a PC. Yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, I can't, I can't think of a situation where you would be where having an SD card would be all that, uh, would, would give you that much of an advantage, Yeah, you know, and, the, and, and just having a solid state drive built into the thing. Yeah. And they even mentioned that you can, you can plug in the USB of the, the unit and you can actually record again, a stereo track out yeah. into audacity or whatever you're using so i'm like okay well, it's, it's meant to be plugged in i'm like mm. yeah randy says he's just going to record to his computer anyway that's so, it yeah yeah, yeah. so was, that, that sd is just an option at that point i mean yeah. it just becomes an option yeah. uh but speaking of new toys to play with uh if you go to backpackstudioapp.com if you ever wonder what happened to boss jock studio uh, that's it Really, and I've yet I just heard about this this morning. So speaking of other new things to to play with, um, but it's got um, auto automatic mixing, so it's got that ducking feet feature. They say it has an infinite soundboard, so that could be interesting to see. Um, they say you completely control each individual sound pad, configure the size, the color, and playback. Um, the, the fun thing is it's, I think it's $9, something like that. It's really cheap compared to the 20 bucks I just spent on this other thing. Uh, works with all USB external mics, like the Apogee mic, um, the iRig, Blue Mackie. It also enables you to mix the left and right channels or disable the iOS built-in game control. So all sorts of, uh, iPhone only at this point. iPhone like. only, yeah, and I, 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 I would. It's going to stay that way, uh, because when I talk to the guys from Boss Jock, they've always said that the the problem with and and kind of half the reason the Google Podcast app is not native on Android is there are so many like with iOS, it's it's iOS, it's it's kind of a controlled area, and with it sounds like there's different varieties of Android. Like it's an operating system, oh, yeah. but yeah, it's, sure. and so it's not a case where you can build something and it'll work on everything. As it's long windows. As, yeah. It's, it's the problem windows had, yeah. which is, you know, you still have people running windows seven, some running windows eight, some running windows 10. And that exists a little bit in the Mac world, but not, not to the extent it does in Android, you know? And so that, that makes kind of sense. It's just, it's that it's the same dilemma we have with, with players, um, and I heard this in your most, your guys' most recent conversation on on podcasters roundtable. You know that the it's just a huge audience. That's the, you know, you can ignore it, but you're ignoring a gigantic audience that's out there on Android. And with these guys, yeah, I know it's difficult to program for multiple versions of Android, but that's a huge audience. I guess the question, and maybe you can throw it in the chat room, if you were going to do, if you're going to use Boss Jock. Would you use an Android device or would you use an iPhone? 
for it. I think most podcasters are on iPhone. I mean, that, man, I just, I'm going to get slammed on that one. No, but, but I don't know. Well, Paul Culligan started to hint at that, that for whatever reason, it just seems like, you know, and he, he made the point, the fact that, you know, we're all like, oh, Google podcast. Now Android people can listen to a podcast. And it's not like there are people over in Europe going, I would listen to a podcast if only I had a app because there's pocket casts and beyond pod and all these other, you know, if you really want to listen to a podcast on an Android, you can do that. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think they figure it out, don't they? Yeah. You so, know? so I, it appears at least from the data at this point that people that have an iPhone tend to do more stuff on it and treat almost like a little miniature computer where from the limited data I've seen people that have a, an Android use it for their camera and talking on the phone texting. That's what my brother does. You know, he keeps trying to get into podcasting and I'm like, Oh, here's the, you know, and I showed him how to, to get the Google podcast app. And he's kind of like, Oh yeah, it's, it's okay. So Dave, why the change from boss jock and, you know, to backpack that doesn't make any sense, but, but that was a bit of a head scratcher. Why? Yeah. Why it wasn't like boss jock. That seemed like a pretty strong brand. Yeah. You know, um, and maybe they're and backpack. I don't, I don't know if that makes much sense, but they must be going through some. Do you know? Do you have any inside? Are they, are they doing anything internally? Or? I I talked to Dave in what is this December? Whenever they did that Libsyn podcaster meetup, he was there, and uh, and I said, dude, the last time I saw you, you said you were either going to take Boss Jock out behind the barn, <laughs> or you were going to fix it. And I said, where are you at with that? And he goes, oh, no, no. He goes, there's, there's stuff coming. So I, I, I thought they were just going to come out with a new version of Boss Jog. I didn't know that, um, you know, this was, they were going to do a rebrand in the whole nine yards. So, okay. yeah, maybe yeah. maybe there's a legal reason. I don't know. That's a good point. Could be. Could be. Well, Backpack is kind of cool. I mean, Backpack Studio, yeah. that sounds cool. It won't take that long to rebrand it. Um, it just Boss Jock sounded like a cool name. You know, it had, it had good, yeah. good recognition. We've had that for six years. You know, and then now you got to kind of re redo it. Yeah. Okay. Well, because you were kind of a disc jockey, so it had the word jock in there, and you were the boss and boss jock, and it was like boss was cool. Yeah. Yeah, boss so, was cool. Um, well, we were talking about since we are talking about gear. Jason said he bought the um, the Tascam Mini Studio. I hope you have better luck with that than I did. Um, this is the the U forty two, if I'm right. Um, I probably have one sitting around here. I could never get that because I, I did one before a review and it was okay, but I couldn't really get it to do. It, it kind of had some weird wonkiness with it. And then I heard a review on Tascam Talkback and they said, oh yeah, we listen to podcasts. You can actually now do separate tracks with that unit. You can have it go into it. And I don't know if it's a driver problem or what, but I could not get that in any software I have, be it Audition, Audacity, or Hindenburg, to do separate channels where I could have me in one channel and a guitar in another or anything else that's like separate. I just could not get it to do it. And it, it's got cool. It's got the little buttons. You know, it's again got some of the little, you know, uh, I think it has like two or three little jingle buttons you can click on. But if you were doing something like Jason's doing, where he's doing interviews on the road, piece of cake plug two mics into that thing plug it into your laptop and uh 80 bucks you can't beat it so but that's where i'd be tempted to go either a focus right or behringer actually has some some decent usb stuff but uh all sorts of uh 
fun toys to uh, to get involved with. Um, Kim makes a point in the chat room. She she says uh, we were talking about. I just mentioned I had this comment about branding. Uh-huh. You know, backpack to boss jock to backpack. She said uh, uh, Datsun to Nissan. Remember those days when it used to be oh, yeah. Datsuns and they changed to Nissan? Yeah, I think a good example. I think maybe a bad example. Um, so HP just recently broke up, right? They broke up their hardware and their software. I did not know that. Yeah. And um, any 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 ideas what their software division became? Yeah, nobody does because they changed it to DXE. Like, and you're like, who? Like, what? You know? Um well, and what what big titles are on DXE? I can't even think of what. Well, software. this is their this is their consulting, their software consulting okay. type thing, and and it may even be their hardware side. This is the problem; it's super confusing. And so, um, you know, when you the, let's bring this back to podcasting, when you change your brand, right? And we recently did this at Gallup. We have a product called Strengths Finder. It's been Strengths Finder for fifteen years. Everybody knows it as Strengths Finder. We wanted to rebrand it to Clifton Strengths. We wanted to give it a different name because of the the market has changed. Mm. Man, that has been uh, that has been it has been tough to get our customers, and they're like, "Why?" You know. And so, um, I, I think if you're thinking about rebranding, we've had these questions in the in the chat rooms before, in, yeah. the, in the Facebook groups before. I think it really needs to be a compelling like you, you need to have some compelling reasons why. You're you're doing that to get it to get that, especially if you've gathered a crowd around one name. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's going to cause some it's going to cause some problems in in what you're doing. You're going to cause customer confusion if you don't have to do it. Don't I guess is what I say. Well, I I mean even right now we're supposed to be saying Apple Podcasts, right? Yes, we're not saying iTunes, even though there's yeah. still an, a software called iTunes. Um. It's it's kind of odd that way that, you know, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Have a strong reason for it. Um, I think so, I always think it's interesting when somebody will take a show that's like, I don't know, um, the marriage advisor. And they're like, okay, what's the new brand? It's the marriage counselor. And I'm like, really? Going to go through all that hassle of, you know, getting new artwork and a new logo and redoing the website. I'm like. Was there confusion before or something that, you know, like I had one when I had my podcast called The Musician's Cooler. Nobody knew that was. They knew it was for musicians, but they couldn't figure it out, you know, and eventually became the marketing musician. Okay, that makes a little sense. But even that, you know, and it's, it, I don't know, it's it's odd, but I see that well, all the time. We were home tech. My my mm. uh, or my early podcast was home tech for the first hundred episodes, and then we rebranded it to Home Gadget Geeks. That actually went pretty smooth. In fact, the file name still says Home Tech. I've never changed the like. I have a you know I have a routine that I go through when mm-hmm. I create the file and it does some things and I put it through a processor. That still says Home Tech because I copy and paste so much stuff, and so uh, the the brand is there on the file name. But that's because I had Home. It started right. It was Home Gadget. It was Home Tech, and then it became Home Gadget Geeks. I think I actually picked a better brand the second time around. So it, it was, it, you know, I think, again, I'm not saying you should never change things, but I think you got to take a hard look at what you're doing and make sure you're not causing more confusion in the, in the process. Musicians cooler makes sense when you think about it for a second. It's a bunch of musicians hanging around the water cooler, right? right. That's yeah. It had a giant but, picture of a water cooler on the, yeah. on the artwork, but there were still people like, 
Like, is this like wine coolers? I'm like, really? Seriously? Is that where we're going to go? Yeah. Well, but musicians cooler, like, it, you know, it, it doesn't, Dave, it, yeah. it, again, you think right. about it for a second and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. But is it immediately identifiable, you know, home gadget geeks, pretty clear what we're talking about gadgets for your home or the geek, right? I mean, it, it, so I think you've got to, I, I feel like my brand got better when I changed it. And not a lot of people said, huh, I don't, wh- what, right. You know, um, but it's hard. It's hard to find. I think I got lucky. Well, I actually didn't come with that, up with that on my own. The network changed. We changed to the geeks network. So I was putting the geeks, we were putting geeks on the end of everything. So well, it just kind of worked. And I had my one friend, uh, Kale Nelson that had photime time was his original name of his podcast. Then he changed it to ham radio 360. That's a good example that's a, a great example. A good rebrand. It was like, he's like, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, for anybody who has an Amazon device, it, this is driving me crazy. So I have to do this. I'm sorry. Um, Cause I'm, I'm orange. Um, Alexa, turn off the office. She's thinking about it. There we go. Cause when I have that light on now, I look pale, oh. which is better. So, and I'm like, you really look white now. Yeah. I'm you like white before. <laughs> Uh, it's always fun. Yeah, I was, uh, but you want to have fun. A 10 second tangent. Paul Culligan sent me a picture of me at whatever it was called back then in 2006, the very first podcast expo. My hair is jet black. I'm about 30 Did pounds. Did you color it? Was it really just that? Have you gone that gray that fast? Uh, no. Well, the problem is I started turning gray when I was like 19. Oh, okay. And so when I was about 20, hmm, six, I think it was. Um, my older brother wasn't gray. My older cousin wasn't gray. Like all my older, I'm like, how is it that I'm the youngest kid here? And you guys have like, and they're like, we dye our hair. I'm like, really? Like, so, but I have pictures when my hair was like normally black, it was as black as my sweater. So I started dyeing it. And then, uh, whenever it was a couple of years ago and my ex-wife used to dye my hair and she said, can we just let it go? And I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't, you know, I said, I, 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 no. And she said, well, I'm not doing it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm not doing it myself. And she goes, just, just let it go for the weekend and see how it works. Well, I went back to work on Monday and everybody's like, wow, your hair's gray. And I'm like, yeah. And it was like, well, I guess I can't go back now. It's not like anybody didn't know I was dying my hair, but it was like, that was the end of that. So, um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I used to have a hint of black up here now. And I'm like, it's pretty much all. You know, a little bit in my mustache still, which is weird because it's right here because in the right light, it looks like I have a Hitler mustache, which is not a good look <laughs> for anybody. Um, but it'd be funny if you, if you, have you had to gray this down here just so it wouldn't, it <laughs> so wouldn't look the irony, the irony in that. Yeah. I, we do have a, I got some questions here from Facebook. Uh, this is from Jason Horton. He says, anyone have any experience releasing episodes twice a week? Um, I'm going to experiment with adding one shorter episode and obviously indicating that in the title somewhere. So I'm not duping anyone into a full episode. The topics I cover sometimes only require a shorter episode. A regular episode will be on Wednesday. Mini episode would be Friday. Was wondering if this had any impact with growth or engagement. Showing up in a feed two times a week seems like a positive thing. And double the excuse to promote the show as a whole seems it would be beneficial. So what are your thoughts on that? And to, Twice a week, huh? Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess it kind of depends on 
what people expect. Yeah, that was me. I was like, well, uh, you, you could do this and then ask for feedback. I said, but it might make more sense to ask people and then decide to do it. Like you might same same show. It, so it's just a, a a shorter version of it. Is it, I, I guess. I yeah. Don't really so um, like Jordan Harbinger does this. Jordan Harbinger does. Uh, he he does, but it's the same topic. That's the thing. I, I said as long as it's in line, I guess, with the rest of the episodes. But Jordan will have a guest on, and they'll talk about psychology and motivation and all those Jordan Harbingery kind of things. And then on Friday, he does Feedback Friday, and it's where people send in questions, and they end up talking about psychology and moving ahead and goal setting and you know, kind of all the other I want to think a bit kind of stuff. So I think as long as it's a, there are a couple things. Number one, do you have enough time to record another episode? Because that means more time to find content. And I know it's a shorter episode and things like that, but also that's more stuff you have to promote kind of. So there's another image for Instagram if you're doing that. And there's another audiogram if you're doing that. So all the other, it's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, I can do another episode. I'm like, eh, you know, and then what's your, we, we always talk about this, Jim, how much, you know, margin do you have in your life to to right. do another episode? And then the big one is ask your audience. Are they sitting there going, I wish we had more of this because you might be doing more. And I, I've seen uh, there. I don't know that I listen to any daily. The only daily show I listen to is pod news because it's two minutes long. But I used to I had a couple shows in the early years when I only listened to a few podcasts and they were daily. and. I don't, and it always came to the weird point where you would look in your podcast, you're like, wow, I've got seven episodes behind. And I didn't unsubscribe, although most of them I have now, but a lot of times I would just go, you know what, I'm never going to listen to these. And for whatever reason, which logically makes no sense, because who cares unless it's a news show or something like that. But I would just like, I would feel better if I wasn't seven behind. It, it makes no logical sense, but that's what I would do to kind of like, okay, now I'm caught up on the latest episodes. So I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts, Jim? Yeah. Well, I think if it was even in the same content, we, we have a series at Gallup called call to coach and I throw a lot of coaching material at him. It's not exactly every show is not exactly the same way we do them in different countries. We have different topics, but they all are kind of around coaching and there, there's different styles in there. And so I think if you're sending it down the RSS feed to an audience and the audience says, okay, I'm okay with that, that the Tuesday show is a, is a one format and the Friday show is maybe another format. I think that's okay. If you don't get feedback from your audience saying, Hey, like, don't do that. Like if you, if you get two or three, it depends on your numbers. But I'd say if you start getting some feedback from your audience, like, what are you doing here? Okay, then I think you probably should consider, okay, let's create two separate feeds because even 1% of your audience that contacts you probably represents about 10% or more yeah. that are thinking that, right? And so, you know, I might think, okay, maybe let's separate that out. We, we did a segment on Home Gadget Geeks called Home Tech Tips. And what I would just do is cut out sections of the interviews that were really, really good, condense, condense them down to three or four minutes, right? And, um, and that was a separate feed. I, I, didn't, I didn't do it through the same feed. So um, that worked for a while, and then it just became too much to do. Like, I, I'm already struggling to get my weekly podcast out on a weekly basis. So I can't sit down for another three hours and slice out guest information. I had thought about doing one called Just the Interview, too. 
hmm. where it was like home tech, just the interview. And it, all the all the stuff was gone. Like all the beginning, all the exit was just literally just the interview. Um, uh, that was another one I never I never actually got to. <laughs> I would have put that in a separate feed as well. That would have been, you know, because I, I feel like people can subscribe. Dave, I went back and looked at my, you know, I, I, I do something weird with uh, I use media fires, the back end, and I have, I create audio uh, uh, video, sorry, Mm -hmm. video RSS feeds. We've talked about that before, but if you're new to the show, um, media fire serves them. There are smaller versions of the audio that I, or sorry, the video that I do on YouTube. And I always think I'm going to get zero. I just went back. I have a video large and a video small for this week, for last week's show. My coward was on last week, Mm -hmm. 500 downloads between those two channels. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's almost as many as audio downloads as I get. And uh, so it kind of makes me wonder, like, one, am I doing something wrong? Or two, do I really have that many people? And I'm I, tech show, tech guys, they know what they're doing. They know how to do all this stuff. I don't have <laughs> to tell them how to do it, right? But it, it was always surprising to me. So I think you have to consider, like, okay, if my, if my audience is expecting this in, a, in my normal feed, and they're happy with it, keep doing it. If they don't, just create a new RSS feed and start a new show. That's an option. Randy in the, the chat room uh, over at growgreat.com, he says, I went from, uh, he went from, uh, I think he was doing a weekly show, to Monday through Friday, but uh, the target length is about 10 minutes. Um, he says, but his audience is CEOs, leaders, and business owners. And he says, so far, the biggest impact is, uh, well, he got more business. So, and yeah, I, that's what you want, right? Yeah. I think that's yeah. the key again is knowing who your audience is. And like if I did a, a busy mom show, I don't know that it would be twenty minutes long because hence the name busy mom doesn't have twenty minutes to listen to it. Yeah. So that's gonna be uh Well in, in, in my genre on the tech side, um, you know, we we've created there's plenty of tech shows, but we've created a community tech show and we go an hour and a half, and I don't apologize. Like this is what we're doing, and nobody has sent me an email in the last five years to say, Hey, can you shorten that up a little bit? You know, like, <laughs> could you, could you just shorten it up? The, the ones we've attracted are the ones who want to put it on, play it. They'll, they'll play it during the day when they're working or right out working in the yard. Some of them want it that long because they're commute, you know, yeah. they, they'll listen to half of it on the way, half of it on the way home. So, um, you know, how do you, to Randy's point, his goal is to get more business. It's all he cares about. He didn't care about the numbers. Downloads don't matter. Are we getting, um, or is he getting business from it? Yeah. By the way, if you're not listening to lean toward wisdom right now, Randy, Randy Cantrell, lean, leaning toward wisdom. You should be listening to that. Yeah. It's a, it's Randy's on fire right now. So Randy, thanks for doing that. You should be listening. Yeah. That's a good show. Um, you know who also has uh, no? I'm trying to. I'm I'm completely transitionless. It's that yeah, time. Yeah, that time to thank our awesome <laughs> subscribers. Uh, and we are talking about awesome people like Josh Lynn from OnTheBubblePodcast.com, uh, Greg from Debt Shepherd, where he teaches financial wellness, uh, Jonathan Bloom, where you can uh, get some weekly inspiration. Be great today. You can find that at WeeklyAwesome.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at horseradionetwork.com, probably a very tired guy. He did his whole radio marathon thing and Ooh, yikes. all sorts of it's like it's profitable because he gets all sorts he gives away literally thousands of dollars of stuff to his audience, but it's always holy cow. Uh Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com. 
uh, Max Trescott from AviationNewsTalk.com, Shane from Spybrary.com. Shane actually just launched a new show. I'll have to ask him what it is, but it's hyper-local, which is going to be kind of cool. Carrie Bond from the Key West Perspective. Find that at uh, KeyWestPerspective.com slash podcast. And uh, my buddy Ronsley over at Amplify Media Group. Find that at MustAmplify.com. That's an Australian podcast uh, media group. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, Simply go out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. I'd like to have one more subscriber than last month. And this month, I think it's your turn. That's my new pitch. Ooh, nice. I, I like that. And it's actually working. We actually had um, some people sign up. So I'm like, all right, a buck is a buck. I'll take it. So uh, speaking, I should have kept my screen sharing going on here. Because um, somebody did a um, article. This is at... Lime.link. I've never heard of this site, but uh, somebody mentioned this in one of the Facebook groups. And they're talking about um, the what are the common bonuses, I guess you could say, or what are the common perks of people that are using Patreon? So they looked at some of the top Patreon people. The one guy, the Chapo Trap House, is a podcaster. Um, he offers bonus episodes. Uh, and it's a really interesting article. They talk about um, first of all, they're, I guess, CastBox shows how many subscribers you have. So I need to subscribe to my own show with CastBox to see what that is. But uh, this guy's making over $100,000 a month, apparently. And uh, But the thing through this was it seems like everybody's offering bonus, either bonus episodes. Uh, some people have a discount for their shop. Uh, but it seemed like bonus episodes and ad-free feed. Like apparently if you have advertisements in your uh, show, you can get it ad-free. That seemed to be constant. But you would think bonus episodes is kind of a no-brainer because, I mean, isn't that the whole point of Patreon? It's like I'm going to give you something that you can't get someplace else. So that was the one that I was kind of scratching my head on. I'm like, of course it's bonus content. Um, but that's uh, if you're if you're into Patreon, uh, that is something um, – I'll have a link in the uh, the show notes for that. And um, do we want to go there? <laughs> I don't know. This is so sticky. Yeah. Um, like we we have done four years of this and have really never had to get political yeah. or anything. And and this Patreon story is so dangerous with with politics. Maybe yeah. we can start and see where the chat room goes. Yeah, it's because uh, originally it was uh, somebody in the chat room that um, alerted me to this, and that is that Patreon has been um, kicking off people off their platform. And the first time I looked into it, it was it appeared to be somebody that was a Nazi or or was arguing with a Nazi or or something of that that nature. And I was like, uh, to me, I kind of went, well, wait a minute, who's standing up for the Nazis? I'm like, that seems kind of odd. Um, and then what I thought was interesting was uh Jack oh something campy something like that um who's the main guy behind Patreon put out an episode and what I thought was really cool about this is cuz they'd kicked off Lauren somebody of some group and he said look and he has a whole phrase you know how I have my like my criteria for who it makes a good media host right. he yeah. has criteria and it's like when we see if you're promoting people that are hurting people or death or hate speech and and so this person had said, hey, what's your proof? And I like the fact that Jack said, here's here's 
here's our policy, and here's the video of her saying what she said, and here's the video of her doing things that would actually harm other people, and here's a video. So he's like, okay. He goes, people are going to get mad about this. And I guess the the thing I wanted to to do about this was not argue does Patreon are they wrong or right? Because he even says, look, people think this is political. It's not. And that's an argument that will go on forever, I think. Yeah. I guess my whole point on this was um, they're a business. And in the same way that I think Spreaker kicked off somebody last year, I think I'm sure Libsyn has probably had to kick somebody off. I mean, you're always going to have somebody being stupid on on a platform. And it's a business. They're allowed to. You know, it's not like it's a government agency where, you know, I pay my taxes. I deserve to have my service. It's like, no, um, it's we, here's our terms. Here's what, you know, here's what you're allowed to do and what not to do. And based on this evidence, you've broken it. And um, so consequently, you're not allowed to use our business anymore. And so for me, I guess that's my whole point is people are like, they're really bashing Patreon for not sticking up for free speech. And I'm like, I don't think it's so much a free speech. It's like they have rules. You know, um, if you go to the mall, you're not allowed to wear roller skates. You're not allowed to skateboard in the mall. There are rules. And if you break those rules, you get kicked out of the mall. So I was kind of like, I I guess that was my whole thing is everybody's making it political. And I'm like, well, I and I can see why they would want to go down that rabbit hole. But to me, at least the evidence I saw was like, um, like the one guy was dropping the N word and now he wasn't saying it as a, you, well, actually he was talking to people that were Caucasian and he was like, you are being a white N word. And I'm like, dude, that does not work. Uh, Did you know that the F word is sometimes not, um, I don't know if I've talked about this before on the show or not. It's not, uh, what's the word here? It's not explicit. It's because somebody emailed me at lips and they're like, it's not. Yeah, they're like, yeah. they're like, hey, I, uh, you know, blah, blah blah. Do you think, do you think Apple's gonna have a problem if I use the f word? Because I'm not using it in an explicit manner, and I'm like, excuse me, because there's not, other ways to say that. Yeah, because it wasn't like I want. He wasn't using it as a verb. Um, I guess would be a way of saying that it was more of an adjective. But I was like, yeah, that's no. Um, the F word is explicit. Sorry, uh, you know. But I, I was, it was the first time I was like, yeah, we're we're using it, but not in an explicit manner. And I'm like, how is? Please, I got to know more about that. <laughs> so, well, it's so sticky because it's like the First Amendment is not what everybody thinks it is. It just doesn't. You can say whatever you want wherever right. you want. Where where it gets really sticky, uh, we were talking about this in the in the pre show. You know, there was that that bakery in the, on yeah. the West Coast that wouldn't make a cake for that for the for the couple that was getting married, and um, you know there was some definite rulings on that that kind of says you can't do that, and and it's an it's an appeal and all those other things, right? right. But it, this question gets especially when we talk about services. This question comes in all the time of how do we refuse uh, and can we refuse if you're going to open a business. And you're going to not be, you know, because one one person sees it as, oh, that's appropriate, and the other person says, no, that's totally inappropriate. So I don't know, Dave. It's just, I think it's a as a friend of mine used to say, I think it's a sticky wicket, and uh, you just don't know, um, you know, you you don't know. It will be interesting to see if they're taken to court. Right? They can do this as long as nobody sues them. For right? It. And will they? I don't know. I imagine they refunded all their money and said, go, you know, go. Go away. 
<laughs> go with you. Yeah. I just, yeah. for me, people were kind of like, well, that's it. I'm dropping, I'm canceling my Patreon. I'm, this is, you know, this is not right. And I'm like, Look, good though that's free speech yeah right? that's they me do that. yeah i'm like yeah. by all yeah. means do that but to me i'm like if you're doing like ask the podcast coach is not controversial at all besides you know we might argue over should you host your feed on <laughs> self-hosted or not or whatever like there's no big over here we're not talking about abortion and hop things i was like if you're not, not i think you're really fun patreon i think um, I'll be interested to see because there's already some uh, there's already Patreon version over so like, well, you know, we support them first part. And then Patreon came out, really kind of took over. Google bought Joyride and then closed it down. We're like, oh, right. So that was uh, that was always kind of interesting. That I don't know what I guess they just bought the developers at that instance, but. Um, well, I think you're right. I mean, I think what this what this speaks to is a is this it, in a, in a situation where there's no competition, these kinds of things can happen without re- repercussions, so to speak. Right. Well, what are you going to do? Go somewhere else? There is nowhere else to go, right? Um, yeah. So we do. We, maybe we do need a stronger Patreon competitor so people can vote with their feet. Well, in the in video from the the CEO of Patreon, he said we're gonna we're boosting up, we're doubling the size of kind of like, and they're making some sort of uh, committee. Like it won't just be one person that decides do they stay or go. Like they're gonna have because they want it to be unbiased, and so there's gonna be a group of people. And he really made it sound like look, we're trying over here, but it's it's gonna be tricky. And he has a whole thing. It's a keyword phrase. It's like it's. It's something where we've seen it on camera, basically. When we have actual evidence of you doing something stupid, that's a problem. And when we can prove it, you know, when we have evidence, you know, uh, that that's a problem. And so I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. And I just thought it, I was like, kudos to him because he knew the minute he put that out, he goes, this is going to make a lot of people mad. And he's like, but he goes, I've always hated it when I've seen other platforms pull people and they don't really say why to everybody. And he goes, look, he goes, I'm an artist. I started this because I wanted to get the word out. He goes, so he goes, but we can't have people, you know, doing this kind of stuff. And I don't want to be associated with that. So it's like um, uh, we were talking uh, earlier. I was helping a woman that did a show that was very, very pro-life. So however you want to look at that pro-life anti-abortion or whatever. And her goal was she wanted to, to grow this huge, get sponsors and make money. That was her absolute goal. And I just said, well, I got to be honest with you. You might have a really hard time getting a sponsor because some companies don't want to be anywhere near this issue. I said, so depending, and she got really upset. She's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm here to tell you that this is a, you know, I felt like going, what country do you, do you live in that you think that this doesn't split people? And I go, so people are either going to really like your show or really hate it. And I said, and because of that, a sponsor doesn't want to potentially lose part of their audience because they're like, well, you promote that show and I hate that. And blah, blah. I'm like, so uh, I just, she, she got really mad at me and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just kind of telling you the truth. Um, you know, well, but just like a hyper niche is going to limit, you know, right. uh, if, if you're doing, you know, say you do, you're doing a show on, uh, in the tech world, just say like, my show is all about webcams, you know, it's all I do. It's all we talk about webcams 24 seven, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, people are going to be like, okay, how, you know, all right. I know what there is to know about webcams. I, I think I'm good. 
and you're going to not ever, you know, you're not going to get people who sell car parts to advertise on your webcam show. Well, so where I think Patreon really comes into play and, and I think in the future, like if we were to do a, a 2019, what do we think is going to, you know, change kind of thing? Cause, um, I was going to ask you, I'm not going to be around next week. Oh, um, I've got that family thing. I was yeah. going to try mm-hmm. to squeak around it. And I thought about it this morning. I'm like, you know what? You're just going to make your, that's going to be a horrible day. If I, Cause I got my sister involved in that. I'm like, no, let's just, so let's just take off next week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but I think one of the things that I think more people are going to use that, that even if it's not that platform, but the whole uh, crowdfunded thing, because so many shows have, I'll give an example. A lot of people like, I'm going to interview people, really interesting stories that are inspiring. Cool. I like to hear an inspiring story every now and then. And here's the person, but like what product, like what makes a good sponsor for that? I mean, on one hand, you know, Casper mattresses, cause everybody sleeps and this and that, but you got to get huge numbers to get a, a sponsor like that. So there might be somebody that's willing to to sponsor that show, but there's no, to me, it's not like it's a football show. We can, you know, we'll, we'll tie it to a bunch of dude stuff and sports stuff and jerseys and whatever, you know, the inspiration show, I kind of like, mm, that's, that's to me a, a tough one. And I think that's where if you are super engaged with your audience, that's where maybe a Patreon model might come into play. And I think more people are going to jump into that because um, I did, the CPM on this show. And it's one of those things. If I, if I take all the time that I put into finding questions, editing it, editing sure. the YouTube, re-uploading the YouTube, <laughs> doing the page, it's like that, not much, but if it was CPM, I think I calculated it to be like, it was like 65 bucks CPM. I'm not going to get that as an advertiser, you know, cause our, this, this Patreon is doing okay. Um, so I thought maybe, I think that's going to be a trend we might see is more people doing that who can just do a bonus episode. I don't know what, any, any, any of your thoughts for 2019? Oh, no, I don't, I don't know. I think the ad platforms are going to get better, um, mm. for sure. As we think about what's coming, I, everybody's now, or, you know, we're set up nicely for a little bit of competition in the ad platform space. And so I think we're going to get, we're going to get that figured out. I thought we'd get it figured out this year, to be honest, but. Um, we, we didn't get it figured out. Uh, my Amazon device. Okay, good. I thought my Amazon device was going to talk back to me. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. You know, Kim and, uh, said in chat, you know, besides, I think some, when we go thinking of Patreon, when we go back to this discussion real quick, what other options are there? Um, and I think, um, you know, there aren't very many other options. You can do PayPal. Didn't they, in this case with this Patreon guy, didn't they follow him over to PayPal and didn't PayPal ban him too? There was a thing, was on, the- there was a thing on BuzzFeed that said that, that in some cases they've been following over then and they, they're just a, like, they just want this person, no platform whatsoever. Um, I forget his name. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, that's a little excessive. When I just, I don't yeah. want this person to have any kind of living in it. Cause you were talking about in some cases, this is the way people make a living. Oh yeah. And, well, like, and, and Dan, Dan says in the chat room, you know, that all those are platforms. Like it's, it would be tough for you to build your own funding platform. It's super expensive to do that. Right. And it's not like you could just grow your own. And so we are dependent on those a, a little bit for that. Um, You'd have to find out yeah. like who's the top 
I don't know, porn processor. Like who's 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 doing all the credit card processing for the porn industry? Because my guess is they have a much more lenient. I don't know. It could just maybe. Be a, yeah, it could be FDR or those the yeah. uh, those those same those same processors who uh, who do that. I mean, that industry has gotten fairly legitimate in the last ten years. Yeah, I think people view that industry differently than they viewed it you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, there's it, a, I'm, uh, I'm going over to congressional dish. Cause I know Jen has a gazillion different ways that you can um, support her show. So she has Patreon, PayPal, Zell, Zeal, Z E L L E pop money, Venmo, uh, Venmo, Bitcoin. Um, yes. E E Hmm. Ethereum, E T H E R. That that's e- a kind of Bitcoin. Yeah, as as is Litecoin. So she's got yeah. all sorts of things like that. So there are which couple- is not worth very much right now. So yeah. So <laughs> so send you a whole Litecoin for <laughs> twenty bucks. Um, yeah, it it is. Um, Venmo she- would be interesting, but Dan says uh, Venmo Venmo is owned, owned by, by PayPal. PayPal. Oh, there we go. And there's and she also accepts checks. That would be the other way. Just set yourself up a P box. And let people send you checks. Not quite as easy to do from your phone. That's the Yikes. bad news. Or get people to do that on a regular basis anymore. Yeah. I actually, the other day, I had to write somebody a check, and I had to dig a while to find my checkbook. I was like, I know it's around here somewhere. I, I've never, I haven't written a check in years. I yeah, have no idea. Even Yeah. I was really surprised. Yeah. I'm like, wait, huh? I got to do what? Uh, so. Yeah. Well, I can't remember. I think I did this question last week. I don't know. It's still in here. Um, tell me if this is a repeat. It's kind of a okay. it's kind of a duh question, but it is kind of fun. Um, this is from a Facebook group. It says I'm not on the podcast system. Wait, I'm not yet on the podcast system. Okay, but I'm so eager to start. I bought a seventy dollar microphone. Everyone re- recommended. Uh, okay, so I bought a seventy dollar microphone. Everyone recommended, and have a MacBook Pro with GarageBand ready to rumble, but. I have a blank page. I have no niche, no passion to talk about. I did not find my why or my aha moment. He says, did you face something similar? I'm a bit lost. I mean, I have everything to start. I'm in the IT world. I'm not an expert, but I know how stuff gets unstuck. And on every situation in the IT ecosystem, I can unstuck it. But uh, other than that, he's just blank. And he says, help, please. I saw this and I was like, I th- first I thought it was like an onion article. It was so like, you're like, I have no aha. Like he's hitting all the podcaster, right. you know, everything we say about, you know, finding that niche. He, he mentioned that he mentioned aha. He yeah. mentioned, and so I thought it was, I thought he was being, Somebody's being funny. Yeah. It, I think he still might be. Um, but yeah, it's a little tough if you, you know, if you don't, if you don't have something to say, don't say it. Yeah. Like, don't make up things to say. I mean, it, it, it is, it's kind of like, okay, I bought all the tools to build a house, but I really don't need a house. Okay. Then don't, don't build it, yeah. you know? So I, I don't know. That seemed a little sarcastic to me. I think my worst example, I had a guy hire me once for a, a quick consulting call and we get on Skype. He's got this beautifully lit room. He's got a, you know, lighting system. He's got the high LPR 40. I think he bought Cliff's package. So there's 1200 bucks a window. Um, he had soundproofing everywhere. 
And I'm like, well, wow, you've, you're really ready to go. I'm like, tell me a podcast. He goes, well, that's what I need help with. And I go, what? And he goes, I can't figure out what to podcast about. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Because <laughs> he'd easily yeah. put out close to two grand with it because he had a really nice – and it wasn't like a webcam. He bought like a DSLR thing. And I was like, holy – and his question was, what do I podcast about? And I was like – well, let's let's talk about what your passions and what do you, what's your goal. And I was just like, somebody was on a, I don't know, having a really fun day and decided to just you know go to town. So Randy says episode to be really easy seconds or minutes of complete silence. <laughs> yeah, well, I just yeah, I can't imagine going down that path. It, that that is interesting. I'd love to know what groups or how did he get sucked into the podcasting thought or idea? Who's he listening to? What what were the influences that got him to go from being a listener to wanting to create his own podcast, but from a technical perspective. In other words, from a gear yeah. and from a right a setup side of things. It's like, okay, what would be so compelling to get you to spend $2,000 with no outcomes. Like what is, what, what was so compelling? And it made him think, Ooh, I got to do this. What's the FOMO there? What what do they feel like they're missing on or whatever, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting one. And then uh, this one is just kind of a uh, public service announcement. Uh, This was from Diane in a Facebook group. She said, I screwed up. I've researched so much in hopes of not making all the mistakes people usually make when starting a podcast, but I'm hoping you all will confirm the screwing up just makes me more an official podcaster. Well, it does. When you, when you forget to press record, which by the way, today I did. And I just went, you know what? Forget nice. it. We're just using, nice. we're just going to use the mixer recording. It's going fine. <laughs> I looked at or YouTube. YouTube works. Well, too. it's well, funny okay. because I looked at the, saw it wasn't recording, made sure it wasn't recording track three, hit things on. And I was like, Oh, you idiot. Um, she says, I even did my first interview with a close friend and, and fully expecting something to go wrong, and all was fine. She said, today I did my second interview, and after an amazing hour-long conversation, I discovered that it didn't record. Mm. Um, she says, so for others to learn, I'm using Zoom, which is a really popular thing now. People like to use Zoom, and it seems to be working yeah, fine. Works pretty well. It's a um, good, good platform. And she said, I have the settings so that meetings auto-record. When, um, when guests tried joining, it said it was – in another meeting, which seems to happen often, she says. So I had to end it and restart. And there's a thing in Zoom called an instant meeting where you can just so go live now. She goes, and instant meetings do not record. You have to tell Ooh. them to record. So that's Yikes. that's the so I was like, that's a good piece of advice just to pass along if you're using Zoom. Cause I've seen that happen where um I did one once where I have a weekly uh call with one of my clients and for whatever reason, uh, all the other ones have dates, but because this is a reoccurring one, it's at the very bottom of the list of all my calls. And I'm like, wait a minute, I, I, I didn't make a, a meeting for, for our thing. So I made another one and sent him that link, and he was in the other meeting, and I was in the, the other – it was just this weird – like, wait, it's like being in a building. You're like, no, I'm in the other room. Oh, come down to this hallway. No, it's here. So it was uh, – it, it happens for sure, right? I had a – I was doing a bunch of interviews in the UK. So I'd gotten up at like four in the morning and I was a little groggy. And so I just started doing, and I did them on a Google hangout. Now that works out really well. I never forget to do that on Thursdays when I record that way or in any way, 
because I always have a live audience. And the audience, if they say, hey, I can't see you, <laughs> chances are I'm not broadcasting, right? So I kind of have a check in, in place, kind of makes make sure I'm doing that. But this morning, uh, that morning, we were not broadcasting. I was just recording, and I forgot to hit broadcast. And Dave, that big button down on the bottom yeah. is just red or whatever color yeah. it is, yeah. blue or green, whatever. Yeah. The whole time. And I'm just blah, 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 blah. And I did almost an hour's worth of interviews. And as I was getting to the end, actually, I had wrapped up an interview and I was talking to the guests. And I said, okay, so I'm just going to hit stop. And Because she was asking, like, how does this work? And I said, I'm just going to hit stop. And I looked at the button and I had never hit start. I'm like, (laughs) oh. I'm like, well, I got to go now. Like, I literally (laughs) hang up. And then I had to send that email of shame to the gal. I'm like, hey, I I, I just took 45 minutes and none of it none of it's recorded none of it it was it's just all ether so yeah it happens to everybody yeah right? i mean that's just the proverbial call of shame that's always fun oh my god gotta call the guest hey it didn't record didn't record so sorry can we do that again one more and it never fails the better the interview the better the chance that it didn't get uh yeah get recorded yeah and i wait i wait a couple months just because the conversation's awkward, if you just do it again a day later, it's not as good as if you just like, hey, can we do this next month? One, I'm embarrassed, but two, can we just do it next yeah, month? That's true. Get a, get a little time between the two of you. Yeah. yeah, Randy says the key there is if there's no red light in the upper left-hand corner, you're not recording. And my thing is mine is set to auto-record and then my guest won't be there. So I'll hit pause on the recording and I have to just manually like – the minute I see them, I'm like, record. I don't care for recording chit-chat or, or what. So, uh, Jim, anything fun coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, super fun. Addie was uh, our guest last week. Let me tell you what. And she was amazing. Like, she brought the tech stuff. Like, you know, she's the podcast planner, right? She's yeah. that. But she brought some gadgets to the show. Pretty incredible. But if you're not a tech nerd or a gadget geek, you should check it out. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And then it's uh, episode 38. Addie did a great job. Thanks, Addie. I'll have to check that out. And I believe on the School of Podcasting this week, you're either going to hear from a guy that's like a book author, guru guy, or a show of me explaining some of the tools I use. Uh, And also, if you haven't submitted your My Favorite Podcast is for the year, I need that by basically tomorrow um, because I'm doing that episode right now. got a lot of responses, which is really cool, but I'm always looking for more. Um, and you can just email me, Dave at school of podcasting.com, put December question in the, uh, title and just say, here's my favorite podcast. Here's why. And then tell us about your show, but stick around for some post show. 